Starting a new job always comes with a hectic first week of paperwork. You're given a stack of documents that you need to review and sign. More than likely, one of those documents is about investing in your company's 401k. If you grew up in a household like mine, the importance of investing in your 401k account was hammered into you. But for one reason or another, let's say that you didn't set up your 401k. Maybe the thought of investing for your future seemed like a pipe dream when student loans, car payments, and buying furniture that isn't acquired through three generations of gifting was looming in your mind. Or maybe it was the process and decisions of setting up your 401k account. This process can be intimidating, and I totally get it. The first point is trickier. Money is typically pretty tight in our 20s as we are building our salaries, and I totally understand why prioritizing our current needs seems to be more important than our future needs. But hopefully through this conversation and many of the other conversations on this podcast, I can convince you that even starting with a small amount can go a long way. The second point though, being intimidated by the setup process is something that I can help you with. But I'm not blaming you. This is definitely a topic that should have been taught in school But now having gone through this multiple times, I can assure you that setting up a 401k account is an easier process than you think. In today's episode, we are going to be walking through the four steps to setting up your 401k account, discuss decisions that you are going to have to make, and I'll share some guidance along the way. So if you're ready for that, let's get into it. You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? If you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. Before we jump into the four steps, let's briefly discuss what a 401k is. The 401k account was designed by Congress to encourage Americans to save for retirement. In order to do this, they applied certain tax advantages to utilizing this account for saving and investing. 401k plans are employer-sponsored retirement accounts, meaning you access these accounts through your employer, and there's a cool benefit that employers can match your contributions. By signing up for a 401k program, you agree to have a percentage of each paycheck paid directly into an account. And then of course, you can choose to invest that money into the plan's provided investment options. Long story short, a 401k is an investment account with tax perks that you should be taking advantage of. Let's talk through the four steps to setting up your 401k account. With most employers, the first place that you wanna start is your human resources department. If you're a new employee, your HR team will probably give you the paperwork and walk you through how to get started. Some employers actually automatically enroll new employees into their workplace 401k plan, and you have to opt out if you don't wanna participate. I really love this, and I read something the other day that in 2025, this will be a requirement for most employers through the Secure 2.0 Act that was passed. Regardless, I'm a really big fan of the automatic opt-in versus having someone have to go through the setup process. If you're a current employee that doesn't have a 401k plan, you will need to approach your HR department to initiate this conversation. Luckily, unlike insurance, 
there isn't a specific period of the year where you're limited to make changes. 401k plans are flexible, and if you miss this during your employee orientation, you can set up and start funding your 401k before your next paycheck. Step number two will be to choose an account. Whenever you are completing your paperwork, you will be asked if you want to fund your 401k as a traditional or Roth account. We're gonna keep this pretty basic because honestly, it should be. It really boils down to how you want to be taxed. Having a traditional 401k account means your employee contributions are pre-taxed. This means that you get a tax break now, but in the future, when you withdraw the money out of this account, you will be taxed. A Roth 401k account works in reverse. Your contributions will be made after income taxes have been deducted, but when you withdraw the money, it will be tax-free. Of course, this assumes that you are withdrawing the money after you turn 59 and a half or for a different qualified withdrawal. Roth versus traditional has always been a hotly debated topic in the personal finance space. This is because there is one unknown factor in the math equation, which is your future tax rates. You can take a guess, but you won't know what tax bracket you're going to be in and the rates for that tax bracket in the future. But for a general rule of thumb, if you're a high income earner, it could make sense to choose a traditional 401k and take the tax break now. And of course, if you're a low income earner, it probably makes sense to pay the taxes now because you're probably and hopefully never going to be in a tax bracket this low. Personally, I use a Roth 401k account and it just boils down to the fact that I know my future self is not going to be upset if I just pay the taxes now and get this over with. Don't get hung up on this step though. You can always change it in the future and if you truly are unsure about which decision might be right for you, just split it 50-50 down the middle. Put half of the money into a Roth 401k and half of the money into a traditional 401k. I should add one caveat before we move to step three, and that is that some employers' 401k plans only have a traditional option, but it has become more and more popular to have a Roth option as well. So be sure to ask that question either to your HR team or to your plan provider. Okay, so you have decided on a Roth or a traditional account. This third step will be deciding how much you are going to set for your contribution amount. If this already hasn't been beaten to death, please, please, please contribute enough to get your employer match. With 401ks, not only can you contribute as an employee to the account, but your employer can also contribute as well. This is called an employer match. And how it works is for every dollar that you contribute, your employer will contribute a certain amount as well. The most popular options I see are a one-to-one -one match, meaning for every dollar you contribute, they match a dollar, or a 50% match, meaning for every dollar you contribute, they contribute 50 cents. Your employer will continue to match you up through a certain percentage of your salary, and that is often between three and 6%. If you're on the higher scale, good for you, your employer really cares about you, and they're willing to match and invest a whole lot into you through your 401k, and if it's less than 3%, you probably don't have a really strong employer match, but still it's worth taking money if there's any money on the table. So let's use some round numbers as an example. Let's say that your salary is $100,000.
and your employer matches 50% of your contributions up to 5% of your salary. So 50% of your contributions up to 5% of your salary. If you contribute 5% of your salary, in this case, it would be $5,000, and your employer would match you 50% of that, which is $2,500. So essentially, you are funding your 401k every single year with $7,500, which is amazing, honestly. This is a 50% guarantee return on your investment. So if you don't contribute up to your employer match, you're essentially just leaving money on the table. So I would set the minimum contribution amount to whatever would maximize your employer match. But if you can't afford that right now, make it your goal to build towards that number pretty quickly. On the flip side, there's also an annual limit to how much you as an employee can contribute. For 2023, that limit is $22,500 per year for anyone under the age of 50. If you have a lot of disposable income right now and you are funneling that money into a 401k, make sure that you are not over-contributing more than the annual amount. The annual amount is periodically adjusted for inflation, so if you're listening to this and it is not 2023, just Google search 401k employee contribution limit and you should easily find that limit. Also note that your employer match does not affect this limit, so you don't have to deduct that from the $22,500. We have a gauge for the minimum, and we know what the maximum limit is. Now the question arises, how much should I contribute? This is another hotly debated topic among personal finance experts. This is because your 401k account is not always the most efficient retirement account to max out first due to the lack of investment options and sometimes high fees associated with the account. Your IRA provides more flexibility and might be a better account to max out first. Another reason that some people don't max out this account is because they don't wanna tie up a lot of their investment income in a 401k because you can't access it until 59 and a half, unless for a qualified withdrawal without being penalized. My suggestion though, don't get stuck here. This is another one of those decisions that is A, reversible, and B, you won't be upset with yourself in the long run if you go ahead and max out this account. For me personally, I do max out this account, but I also max out my IRA. I'm not that concerned about needing to access this money prior to 59 and a half. I have a whole lot of other methodologies with my IRA and my taxable brokerage account. I'll be able to pull out enough money to supplement my lifestyle until that age. But once again, everyone's situation is different. This is the personal and personal finance. If you are contributing enough to get your employer match, I can totally understand if you want to invest in other accounts or real estate or something in that manner before you start working on maxing out this account. The most important thing to do is to keep regularly investing from each paycheck, regardless of the amount. You can always increase your contributions as you go along or decrease them if you find that you are contributing too much and you wanna pull back. But if you're looking for a general rule of thumb, investing 15% of your income is a really solid goal to shoot for. The final step, the fourth step to setting up your 401k account is to decide on your investment choices. And this is an important step and can be a colossal, colossal mistake if overlooked. If you don't complete the step, you might be contributing to essentially a glorified savings account. Years could go by with you thinking that your 401k contributions are growing with the stock market, only to find that you're receiving a small fraction of that as interest on cash. To use a metaphor, your 401k account is like a pizza box. 
But until you go ahead and decide what pizza you want in the box, it is not going to be that helpful. You have to pick what investments you want to buy with your cash contributions. HR can help you out with the plan details and the paperwork, but they are usually pretty hands-off when it comes to this step in the process. Your HR team isn't certified financial advisors and is usually not equipped with the knowledge or really wants to absorb the legal consequences of advising you on your investment decisions. If you use a financial advisor, this is a great opportunity for you to have a conversation and seek advice from them. But if you aren't using an advisor, don't worry. I promise you are capable of making this decision and I am going to provide you with some resources to do just that. Personally, for me, I have 100% of my 401k invested in a low cost target date index fund. And we're gonna break that down here in a second. So many people are taking this approach now because it is both low touch and effective in terms of growth. Low cost means steering clear of any mutual funds or just funds in general that charge more than a 1% management fee. If you need more information about this, I did an entire episode. Check out episode 94. It's titled Hidden Cost of Investing, Three Common Fees and How to Stop Paying Them. We dive deep into various investment fees and how to figure out how much you are paying in fees and if that is a good number or not. So go ahead, go listen to episode 94 after this episode if you wanna brush up or kind of build some knowledge in the fee space. Target date index funds are a mix of both stocks and bonds. The nice thing about target date funds is that they automatically shift from more risky to less risky as you get closer to your retirement age. For the most part, they are set it and forget it, which I really like, especially for my 401k. All you need to know is your preferred retirement age. Let's say it is 2055. These funds are easy to identify as they have the retirement years at the end of them. So you'll see something like Fidelity Freedom Fund 2055. That is the fund that you would pick if your retirement age is around 2055. Once again, we did a whole episode on this. If you wanna learn more about target date index funds, how to invest in them, check out episode 57 with Jeremy Schneider from Personal Finance Club. We covered how to easily invest through target date funds. My preferred way of investing for pretty much everybody, especially the 20-somethings. And just for easy navigation, I linked both of those episodes episode 57 with Jeremy Schneider and episode 94. I linked those both in the show notes, so you can just click on that, download those for after this episode. Although your investment options are important and I don't want fees to eat away at your returns, the more critical aspect of this step is to make sure your money is invested. Similar to my advice on traditional versus Roth account, don't get hung up on this decision. You can always change your investment options later on. Your employer's 401k plan is a great way to get started on your retirement savings journey. Not only does it reduce your tax burden while saving for retirement, but it's also hassle-free since contributions are automatically subtracted from your paycheck. You don't have to remember to do anything after you set up your account, decide Roth versus traditional, and go ahead and select which investment options that you wanna be purchasing. On top of that, most employers will match 
an employee's 401k contribution, at least up until a certain amount, which almost feels like a bonus and is a really effective way to boost your retirement savings. Don't let intimidation or laziness prevent you from getting started right away. As you know, we talk about this very frequently on this podcast. The sooner you get started on investing, the more time compound interest has to do the heavy lifting for you. As a reminder, the four steps to setting up your retirement account are sign up by talking to your HR department. Number two, choose an account, either traditional or Roth. Step number three, set your contribution amount at minimum, making sure that you are getting your employer match. And number four, decide on an investment option. And if you need some support with that, you can go and check out both those episodes that we mentioned in the podcast. If there are any other lingering questions preventing you from getting started, reach out to us. You can go to our contact page that is tsirpodcast.com forward slash contact. This is one of my favorite personal finance tasks to help people with. I remember how intimidated and overwhelmed I was whenever I set up my first 401k account. So I totally get it. I'm here for you. Reach out if you need some support. We will be continuing the Managing Your Money at Work series next week with an episode all about how to ask for a raise, which is honestly probably the question I get most often from you. So I'm excited to be tackling that with my friend, Jesse Kramer. So if you don't want to miss that episode, hit the follow button. And until next time, love y'all. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website and those messages go straight into my inbox and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together.